All right, friends. Good morning. Um, I know some people are going to be coming in a little late, uh, noticeably my wife. Um, but we're going to go ahead and get started. I also noticed some people are out. Some of those, some of those people who are out, we should mention uh, because we should pray for them. So I'll be in prayer for Mama Rose. Uh, you know she's been having um, health issues, but um, it's just worth mentioning this morning. Let's let's keep her in prayer. Uh, poor Elma Rose is out. Two of our children are sick. Elma and Rona are both sick, and so we'll be praying for them. Our house had a bout of sickness, but we are over it. Uh, anyone with small kids, it has been just sickness after sickness after sickness this year. And so uh, please be praying for us in that. Um, uh, and that's where John and Robin are, are there caring for Mama Rose, so I appreciate them doing that. Uh, so praise God for them. Um, anything else that we should pray for this morning? As we get started, I'm praying for Phil. Praise God for um, Phil and his uh, him preaching today. I'm excited for that. Talking about prayer, getting a little uh, contemplative, I think, this morning. So I'll look forward to that. Um, some announcements. Shower Friday. Uh, no shower Friday this week. So if you're involved in our uh, Friday ministry to... Uh, anyone who would need a, a meal and a shower and things like that, uh, we are not doing that this week, mainly because everybody else is doing that this week. So um, if you need some, some recommendations on where to go to get a good meal uh, this Friday, we, we have some that we can give you. Uh, the main one is going to be under the bridge. There's a big feed happening on Friday um, that I've heard about. But uh, if you're involved in that ministry, know that we're not meeting this week. Also, both small groups are canceled this week. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone! Um, especially the one at my house. Please don't come to my house, because my whole family is going to be at my house, so we do not have space for you. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll check back in with small groups on Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, the week following. Um, beyond that, we are, I, I was reminded, I was at the Louisiana Baptist Convention this week, so to give just a brief report, on that for you. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot going on as far as resolutions and things like that, but I honestly, I left the week encouraged. Encouraged by the meetings and the running into's in the hallways. The folks who just knew about and were supportive of this church, this ministry, and wanted to take part in some way, uh, even if it was a small way, even if it was financial contribution, whatever, just like a lot of people are really excited about what God is doing uh, in our church, in our neighborhood, and that was just super encouraging to me. So I hope that you can live off of my encouragement. Have, thank you for sending me and letting me be there, and, and uh, Phil, especially for you, for letting me focus on that this week um, and go up to Shreveport to see the hub, which we'll talk more about. I'm assuming since Meg's not here, we're not talking about CCDA today? Okay, that'll probably be next week or the week after. We'll, we'll talk about CCDA eventually. Uh, and, and I'll learn from Meg and Adam as we, our church sent them out to do that. Um, beyond that, last thing, last announcement, I promise, Bill. Um, last announcement today is the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. So I don't know if you pay attention, next week begins the Advent season. What? That's wild. Um, but next week we're starting Advent, and so if you want to participate in the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, all you have to do is write Lottie Moon on an envelope, and we will get that to where it needs to go. The Lottie Moon Christmas offering specifically goes to benefit international missionaries and international missions. And so this is one thing our denomination does every year to support that work. 
uh, getting the good news of Jesus Christ um, out to every nation and people group. That, that's worthy work. So if you want to support it, this is one way to contribute toward it. Also, you can pray. Um, so every year around this time, they put out prayer guides. You're welcome to go online. I have some resources that I can give you, and they'll be sending some handouts that we'll put out on the table and stuff like that in the back, that you can participate in that and, and get into the pulse of what's happening uh, internationally through the work of our church and many others. Uh, we sent Phil to Poland this year through a group that was working with the International Mission Board um, to serve with refugees there. That's, that's good work. Um, and I'm glad that our church gets to be a part of that through our partnership missions. All right. Yeah. That's all the announcements. Is uh, Sunday still going on next week? Sunday? That's normal? Yes, we are still having Sunday church. Thanks, Lewis. Um, let's pray as we get started. Father God, I pray that you would draw us closer to you. I pray that you would help us to focus on you. God, through distractions, through the things that inevitably happen throughout every service, God, through the little things that bother us, um, God, I pray that we would be able to focus on you. Lord, in your word and your truth. God, I pray as I always do, as Phil preaches as we sing uh, your words from your scripture today, God, that we would know your truth and your word, God, and that your truth would set us free, because we long to be free. God, I pray that we, this morning, could put aside everything that entangles us, God, and come to you in worship. Lord, I pray this in Jesus' name, so we know you hear us. And we pray as you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Yours is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. So Meg's not here with us, but she sent a few words. Um, she usually introduces today and shares a bit um, before our time of prayer together. So this is her words, not mine. Um, today is the final Sunday of the Christian year, Christ the King Sunday. Or as it is, form is more formally and delightfully titled, the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. It is a fairly recent addition to the Christian calendar, having been observed for the first time in 1925. The world has been shattered by the First World War. Governments collapsed, communities were decimated, families were ripped apart. Um, everything that had seemed certain and stable and crumbled. And in the face of such devastation, the church chose to affirm that none of these things were ever our salvation anyway. That the one who created us and dwelt among <coughs> us and died for us and conquered death for us and sent his spirit to fill and to guide us, to love us, 
He is our hope. Greater than any earthly kingdom or king, any power or principality, our Lord, our Messiah, our long-awaited king. So it is fitting that as we end our year, we too affirm and celebrate that no matter what has passed in the last 12 months, no matter what we have seen or heard or lost or gained or endured or suffered, or done or failed to do. Our strength for today and our bright hope for tomorrow is and shall remain our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. <laughs> Lewis, like what? <laughs> what are we waiting on? Are, are the prayers on the slides? Just look at that. <laughs> I feel your prayers. Pray, please pray with me. Christ, our King, our hope, and our strength. You are our shelter when our world falls apart. You are our light when darkness surrounds us. You are our light. Be still. We strive after kingdoms of our own making, destroying where you have created, condemning where you have redeemed, tearing apart where you hold all things together. Forgive us, O Lord. Speak peace to our hearts that we may cease our striving. Be still and know that you are God. Amen. Amen. Christ our King, our hope and our strength, you are our shelter when our world falls apart. You are our light when darkness surrounds us. You are our life when our ways lead to death. But still we strive after kingdoms of our own making, destroying where you have created condemning where you have redeemed, tearing apart where you hold all things together. Forgive us, O Lord. Speak peace to our hearts that we may cease striving. Be still and know that you are God. Jacob is our refuge, Salah. Come, 
Behold the works of the Lord. See what desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Amen. Morning, church. Morning. I'll be reading from the book of Colossians, uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 20. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from the glorious power. May you prepare and endure everything with patience. While joyfully giving thanks to the Father, who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption of sins. He's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. And in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions, or rulers or powers, all things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to first place in everything. For him, all the fullness of God pleased to dwell. And through him, God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, and making peace through the blood of his cross. Amen. Amen. The, I have forgotten all of it, but I'm going to sneak it in there, those brothers and sisters believe and have hope. God has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. Through him you are forgiven, you are welcomed, you are loved. Let us rejoice together and give praise to our Lord. By him all things were made, through him all things are reconciled in heaven and on earth. I think there's one more. If not, I'll just do it. Amen. Lewis is on strike. We got one more. And I can just grin if it's not up there. Um, Just a prayer of commission. Holy God, our refuge and strength. You have redeemed our scattered your scattered children, gathered them from all the corners of the earth through your firstborn son, the Christ, in whom all things are held together. Make of us a just and righteous people, worthy by grace to inherit with him the kingdom of life and peace, where he reigns with you and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please stand with us if you're able. Y'all may be wondering, wait, Jake's not out today. Why is Alex leading worship? Uh... Part of Jake is out today. <laughs> he had his wisdom teeth taken out yesterday. Um, so I'm glad he's he's here to even play guitar. He, he's struggling this morning. Um, sing with us. We're, we're going to sing, Come, Now is the Time to Worship. The words may or may not be on the screen, depending on how Lewis feels about me. <laughs>
challenging couple of years for me. I started as pastor here in uh, in 2020, kind of right before the world shut down. And I want to read one of the lines here. Amen, Natalia. Amen. I want to read one of the lines here. Um, 
that has been a great comfort to my soul as someone who has been deeply aware of my flaws recently. It says, I will not boast in wealth or might or human wisdom's fleeting light, but I will boast in knowing Christ at the cross. <coughs> Two wonders here that I confess, my worth and my unworthiness, my value fixed, my ransom paid at the cross. Amen. this at, um, at Shower Friday a couple weeks ago. I, I didn't say it here, and I want to now. Uh, if I were to sum up the gospel in two words, it would be the words wretched and beloved. Um, wretched 
because each and every one of us is, um, regardless of how much we are able to polish ourselves up, whatever clothes we put on and roles we take on in the middle of the day, we wake up, each and every one of us, broken. Um, unlike our Redeemer, and our, our sleep at night reminds us that we will die, that our lives are like summer flowers, and that we fade. Um, and waking up each morning reminds us that our hope is that Christ will raise us up. But each of us starts out each and every day wretched, and at the same time, beloved, which is why we get baptized at the very beginning of our faith. Before we've done anything, before we say anything eloquent, before we preach a sermon or sing a song, we are baptized in the same way that Christ is for God to tell each and every one of us, this is my beloved son, this is my beloved daughter, in whom I am well pleased before, before we step foot out the door. So sing with me two wonders that we confess, our worth coming from Christ and our unworthiness. Two wonders here that I confess, my worth and my unworthiness. My value fits my ransom paid at the cross. I rejoice in my Redeemer, greatest treasure, wellspring of my soul. I will trust in him, no other, my soul is satisfied in him alone. Amen. Please pray with me. Father God, Lord, before we sing this last song, we just pause and reflect on who you are and on your greatness. Lord, I pray that you would lead us into greater contemplation. God, to know you is to praise you because you are worthy. And to know you is to know that you are worthy of our praise and worship. God, I pray that you and your spirit would cause us to lift our hearts up to you. God, I am floored by the fact, as we were discussing this morning in the members class, God, I am floored by the fact that anything that we want to see done in church, God, we are utterly dependent upon your Holy Spirit to accomplish. God, I want us to lift our hearts up to you in praise. God, that takes the Holy Spirit. God, I want us to be led before your throne. God, to be led to you in the worship and in the word and in the preaching of the word. God, and that takes Jesus. God, I want people's hearts and minds to be ever changed and renewed and transformed and reformed, God, and that takes your work in your spirit to sanctify us. God, I want people to be saved and to come to knowledge of you, God, to be in a relationship with you, Lord, and that takes, that takes your grace accomplished on your cross. God, and so as we move into a mode of contemplation, Lord, I pray that we would just fix our minds on you. God, I pray that you would bring us to a place where we could focus on you. Lord, and that we would be healed by you and leave change this morning, regardless of how we walked in the door. Amen.
us. God, even though it might be too much for us, God, we want to see you. Because being crushed by you is better than thriving in life without you. God, being broken by you is better than being put together in the world. God, being led by your spirit, even if it leads to a cross, because it always inevitably does, God, is better than marking our own way in life. And so we do ask you, Lord, to lead us. God, we ask you to be in and through our time today. God, I pray for Phil. Lord, that he would speak your truth and that we would hear it. God, I pray all these things in Jesus' name. So we know you hear us. Amen. Uh, I think uh, to quote some old-timey 
friends of mine. I think the table was set pretty well for my sermon this morning. Um, and uh, I think because of the subject matter I'm going to talk about today, um, at least for the, the focus of it, Pam can attest to this. She had to live with me this week. Um, I just felt like I was under attack all week. Um, just focusing my mind and things like that. And it's because um, what we're going to talk about today uh, is silence and solitude as the last piece of uh, the prayer series that we've been talking about for the last month. And uh, some other people might know this as contemplative prayer. Um, it's, I was telling Alex earlier today, I was trying not to use that word because it can still be seen as scandalous to some people. But um, I think that silence and solitude to the Lord is, um, at least for me personally, it's the bedrock for application of the things that we've learned in the last month. Um, so if you would, um, I'm going to actually put my verses on my sermon today so I don't have to fumble through the Bible like I normally do. But today I have built an excuse because uh, it's silence and solitude. So if you have my awkward pauses, I'm just praying. <laughs> that, that only works for today, though, because, yeah, excuses. Um, so like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rehash um, sort of cliff notes what we've gone over the last four weeks, and then... Um, if you know my sermons, usually I start backwards. I start with the end of my sermon. That's usually what the Lord gives me. And then I build the rest of it out. So um, at the end of today, we're going to apply um, silence and solitude to um, our service today. So the first verse uh, this morning is Luke 11, 1 through 13. Um, I have 1 through 13 in my notes, but it's actually 9 through 13. Um, this was our first week. That, um, that we talked about prayer. And this, uh, this has to do with asking him for anything and asking with persistence. Um, so verses 9 through 13 in Luke, in Luke 11. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of your father, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Um, I went back and read all of Alex's sermons because he sends them to us every week. He wants feedback, and we don't ever give him feedback. Because we're the worst. But I went back and read all of them. Um, and um, to sum up these verses, it was something that I sound like a broken record, especially to our people here, like on Friday and everything. Um, because um, a lot of our folks, um, not just on Friday, but even here in, in church and a lot of my friends here in New Orleans don't know what a good father looks like. And our father's the best dad. And 
He doesn't give us scorpions. He doesn't give us sickness. He doesn't give us all these things that um, when the world looks at our faith and when they, they look and say, look what your God did, or, or to quote famous atheists, um, they always say, um, um, this is, uh, oh, what's his name? The, you know who he is, the, the comedian. Oh, Ricky. No, it's not Ricky Gervais. He's an older guy. Um, see his face. He was part of Monty Python, um, I think. But he always says, if I saw God face to face, I would look at him and say, cancer and children? How dare you? And that's not our father. That's our broken world. Our father gives good gifts. Our father provides all of our needs. And he wants us to ask, and he wants us to ask with persistence. And our frail humanity always looks at that as I want it now. God is a genie. God is a vending machine. I asked for it. You should, you should give me it. Um, but praying over this this week, and, and I told the guys Wednesday this because they were my guinea pigs for this sermon. If you look at our daily lives, even waking up in the morning, our daily breaths, that is a miracle. He gives us that because, like Alex said earlier, um, you the holy, perfect God broken humans that he desperately wants relationship with, that he gave everything up for on the cross to have relationship with. And uh, our very breath in the morning is a good place to start with the goodness and graciousness of God. Um, next week, we talked about Psalm 121. And the Psalms themselves are a very good, um, they're a really, really good place to start. If you want to start building um, your prayer life with silence, um, you can hash through the Psalms or look up any or many um, references for uh, Psalms that are good for uh, repetitive prayer especially if you're just going to stay on it and meditate on it and apply it with silence. Um, but uh, Psalm 121 was our second week. And this is uh, a great reference to uh, when we don't know what to pray for. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither sleep, will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in. From this time forth and forevermore. This psalm is a really good reference point for um, when we don't know what to pray. Um, and it's a it's an affirmation of who he is to us, regardless of our words, regardless of uh, how lost we feel in our relationship with him. Um, I'm really 
really grateful for our liturgy every Sunday because it's, for me, it is a very um, centering thing for my week. And um, I found that many times through the week, um, I come back to liturgy because there's always some way that it applies to my week. And um, just like this morning from our songs to the liturgy that we talked about, it was really cool to see how just like, seems like every time I preach, it all just kind of falls in line with um, the subject matter that I preach on. Um, but when you don't know how to pray, it's good to borrow prayers. And my thought process over this in the last year has changed a lot. I used to call these prayers canned ham prayers. Um, you know, the, you put on the churchy voice and you start saying things like, Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, like um, the, the normal like churchy prayers, but um, liturgy and honestly um, digging into things like the rosary. The rosary itself, the idea, awesome. Now the prayers for each bead, not awesome. Uh, for, for us, they need work because there's a lot of added, um, there's a lot of added, I know he's thinking of it because he, yeah, he knows these things better than I do. But the, um, I found myself this week actually taking um, a beat that someone had given me in Turkey, and it was, I looked it up, it's not specifically Muslim, even though Muslims do have prayer beads, um, but it's just a Turkish stress beat that was given to me almost a decade ago now, and I, I found myself making statements and prayers for each one as I went through them. And um, it was a really good way to, to help me when I was having a couple of days this week where I was just like, oh, I'm just, I'm done. I have those days a lot. Not really, I think I do. But in my mind, um, they're always evident. But it's a really good place to, to bring your mind back to zero and to, to have something to borrow when you Week number three, we uh, we prayed. Well, we prayed. We uh, we talked about miracles. And in Luke seventeen five through nineteen, um, it's the mustard seeds can move mountains verses um, where the disciples asked for more faith. And um, I shared with the guys uh, Wednesday that um, I've been on a little bit of a journey in my life with miracles. I've prayed for one kid in my life that was healed miraculously in front of me. And it was just he and I. And the only way I could describe it is we were talking, we were talking about his family. We, we had talked for an hour before I even knew his arm was broken. And uh, like I was beginning to pray for him and I, I grabbed his hand. He gave me his hand, but he gave me his broken hand. And he winced and he went, ah, ah. And I asked him what happened, and what, we were on tour with my band, and uh, we were at a festival with a lot of really heavy, scary bands. And one of our 
friend's band, he was in the mosh pit with them and he fell and broke his arm. And you could tell it was broken when I saw it because I've had broken bones and it was, yeah, it was broken. Um, but this is the only time in my life and even through this period of my life, I had friends that just had open cues from the Lord to go speak to people. Um, it, it was strange, but it was always good. Um, it wasn't anything dark or weird. It was just the Lord would say, hey, or my friend Chad, he, if you're ever in public with him, he'd always walk up and go talk to someone and just encourage him, um, just from a cue from the Lord. Um, and I'd always, at this point in my life, I was always praying for that. Like, oh, I want to heal somebody. God, I want to pray for somebody. Blah, blah, blah. So we're sitting there. It's just me and this kid. And I pray for his arm. And, and, I, and I tell him, I'm not praying for your arm to be healed, just to be healed. I'm praying for your arm because the Lord loves you. And you're about to see why and how much he loves you. And uh, I prayed for his arm. And uh, you could, it was weird. It was wildest thing ever. You could feel it going back into place. And you could feel the swelling going down. And that's not even the coolest part because he gave his life to Jesus right there. That's the coolest part. And at the end, after we were talking, he didn't even care about his broken or only broken arm. He was giving people high fives with it. He was like, I've never felt this way. What is this? What is this I'm feeling? And we got to talk about Jesus and we actually even got to connect him with a local church there um, but to also say that um, we talked a lot about intention and I think these Luke 17 verses um, really um, they don't mention it but I think when you're praying for miracles and when you're praying for faith and an increase in faith what you're praying for and what you're asking for is a recognition of your own failure and your own lack of intention with the so many times we can ask for something and we're praying for something because maybe we want the glory maybe we want to take that glory from the Lord because I have a couple other instances I told them Wednesday there's a gentleman in a wheelchair and I was like that guy's going to walk tonight and we walked him around this room forever and to this day James is still in a wheelchair and I look back on that and I remember my intention that night was not was not for the glory of God. It was just to see James walk. At the root of it, it was selfish. Um, I can't even say that it was that it was a pure thing for me. It was it was selfish. Even wanting something like that for someone, deep down, I wanted to get the glory for James being able to walk. Um, so our intention in prayer is important. Um, And as we pray for one another, which was last week, um, we looked at James 5. And praying for one another um, almost encompasses all of these other things. Because you can pray psalms over someone else. You can pray uh, for faith. You can pray miracles. You can bear one another's burdens. Um, James 5, 13 through 20. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and to anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. 
And prayer often and faith will make the sick person well, and the Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that they may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way yeah. will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. You can see that this verse and what he's talking about, um, it touches on the other things we've talked about. Um, but at the heart of it is whatever's going on in your life, pray. Um, prayer and praise in these verses go hand in hand because I think when most of us think about our prayer lives, we think of um, we think of lament and we think of requests. Um, you see that in the Psalms. A lot of the Psalms are laments. Um, a lot of them are also praises. But um, that's what um, got me thinking this week of, for me personally, what is the third part of prayer? What is the um, relationship communication side of prayer? Not just praises and laments, which are important, which um, he asks us to bring everything in our lives um, to him. But um, the cornerstone of our prayer life must be bearing one another's burdens. A lot of times when I'm not feeling anything, either words to say or even the person in front of me having um, compassion or empathy towards them, which usually is compassion, empathy, lack of it for myself. When I just simply take the time to pray for others, um, it torpedoes those feelings that I'm going through um, because it's an invitation to the Holy Spirit. You don't know it, but you're working, giving yourself and praying for someone else, even if it's just a hand on a shoulder and no words. You're doing the work of the Lord. Um, you're being obedient in that moment. And um, we always say that um, it's, it's as much for you as it is for the other person, but a lot of times I find that it's more for me when I pray for other people. Um, I'm just so grateful to the Lord that it's it's usually always encouraging to the other person. Um, so many times words can feel useless in prayer. Um, I was thinking about that this morning before I came up here, how just the way the Lord has met us today in this service, I felt like the words that I was going to say were totally useless. And I was like, um, I need you. <laughs> I need you, Lord. And, um, uh, I'm grateful for uh, for his consistency because we very much lack consistency. Um, and to quote Paul, I'm the worst. Not just the worst sinner, but I think my consistency is probably the worst. Um, so, 
Prayer isn't just petition and lament. Prayer is quality time with the Lord. Prayer is, or in most cases, silence and solitude along with scripture reading will build an ever-growing relationship between you and the Lord. Jesus spent many hours a day alone with his Father. Um, there's a few instances in scripture where he walked through a violent crowd to go spend time with his dad. Like, that had to be the weirdest thing ever. Ah, you guys are yelling at me. I'm going to go talk to my dad. Um, Mark 135, uh, Luke 4, 42, uh, Luke 5, 16, Matthew 14, 13. Um, those are just a few examples. Um, just a few examples. him leaving the disciples and him leaving the crowds to go talk to his dad, to go spend time with his dad. Um, it was an important part of Jesus' life, and it's something that I think we talk a bit about, but um, because we don't exactly know what he was praying and how he was praying, uh, we see glimpses of it. Um, when he took his disciples with him, uh, when he took the, the guys with him up to the mount, Transfiguration. We saw once bit there. We saw once bit at Gethsemane. Um, but silence and solitude, even though we can't practice solitude this morning, is incredibly important. Um, it's a self-discipline that um, the Lord wants all of us to practice. Um, it's hard because it's hard for me to quiet my so uh, now we're going to practice spending time in some silence. Um, I've got a few things that I'm going to repeat, and I will give you guys time cues, because I learned Wednesday that 30 seconds can go really fast, believe it or not. I remember in high school when I did this, and uh, 30 seconds was the worst. Um, We're going to spend some time with the Lord this morning in silence. And um, I've got quotes and I've got some scriptures to read over you guys as we go through it. Um, you can take any posture you want. Um, be careful of our floor. It's not the cleanest floor. Um, the only rule I ask of you is silence. Pray however you want to this morning um, in our time. But the only rule is silence. Except for me, because I'm the director. Um, so, um, 30 seconds will start. as we come to you um, this morning um, and we spend this time with you. Um, quiet our minds, quiet our hearts. You're here 
that Jesus used for his commission, for his ministry, for us. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God
Jesus, I'm grateful that before you went to the cross, you thought about us in this room in this moment, and you prayed for us. I'm grateful that you know every name in this room. I'm grateful that you know every name on the street outside. Through the cross and through your blood, we can have this moment right now. One John 17 that Jesus had for us. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you. That they may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them. That they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and you are in me they may be perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and I and love them even as you love me. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O oh, righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made no, known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known, that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. Father, thank you for this moment, and thank you for today. And thank you that your voice is incredibly loud silence. We love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to leave you guys with this challenge from uh, one of my favorite authors. And I told Adam that I'd be stealing a Brennan Manning quote this morning, but um, I think I've learned more about silence and solitude from that man than uh, anyone else I've ever read about. He spent in a cave alone with the Lord. He was a Franciscan monk for part of his life. Um, then he became, uh, he, he, it was strange. He still held on to some of his Franciscan-dom, but more became Anglican. So he meshed um, what we know of Christianity with the repetitive parts of Catholicism, if I'm not butchering what Anglicanism is. I probably am, but um, this is um, this is what Brennan does with prayer. Um, he leads retreats 
homie's days-long thing, like what you guys just did um, when he was alive. He, uh, he passed away 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Um, but he sums up uh, silence and solitude and prayer um, with this challenge. Um, he says this about the Lord. This is how the Lord calls us to prayer. He knows your life story. He knows every skeleton in your closet. He knows every moment of sin and shame, dishonesty and degraded love that darkens your past. Right now, he knows your shallow faith, your feeble prayer life, your inconsistent discipleship. And his word to you is this. I dare you to trust that I love you just as you are, not as you should be. Because none of us are as we should be. Father, thank you for prayer and thank you for um, the holy and the reverent and humbling action that it is in our lives. Um, and Father, thank you that you are the living God not just chanting and speaking to images and we're not just going through motions for appeasement but we're speaking to our Father um, Lord and thank you for filling in all the gaps where we fail thank you for filling in the biggest gap of our, of our imperfection and, and our sin um, Father I pray for those of us that are in the room that are believers that are feeling your spirit that are um, speaking with your spirit right now Father um, I pray that this week we would apply these things in our lives in some small way um, whether it's 30 seconds or 15 seconds or, um, anything with just a scripture that you give us to, to eat on all week um, Father your spirit is readily available for everybody and um, the cross is an open invitation to everyone. Your salvation is free and it's here for everybody here. And we love you and we thank you for, for bridging that gap so we can be with you, so we can talk to you, um, so we can be your kids. And uh, we love you and we're grateful. In Jesus' name. Please stand, if you will, and before we go, join join us in singing the doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him. to love and serve the Lord.